Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. Nice, nice. Uh, you know, since that week that we had some issues with the cowbell, um, I'm just on like on the edge of my seat every, <laughs> at the beginning of every episode, just being like, please work, please work, please work. <laughs> I did, that really threw us off when we didn't have the cowbell. I know. I, I might have to go back to the other audio interface just to test it again and see what the issue was. Well, but... clearly you need to return it and tell oh, them I can't that return there's a problem it. with cowbells. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's why I have alternatives. Uh, that's right. Uh, hey, oh, you know what? This is, of course, the podcast where we talk with advocates and members of the disability community to educate and inspire better conversation about disability. Hey, my name is Rob Minot, and joining me today, Mr. Ryan Fleury. Yay, I'm first again. Oh yeah, you're always, I'm gonna have to start changing that up. It's, it's going to your head. I really, I just look at the, I'm just looking at the Zoom windows and you're you're actually just first. That's really the- Because I'm don't, host. Don't, no, it's not. Oh, well, yeah, that's, <laughs> technically that's the reason, but anyways, hey, look who else is here. It's Mr. Steve Barkley. Hey, I'm last again. No, you're not. It's just a Zoom order. You <laughs> and we've got no Liz Malone because, uh, I don't know, reasons. Um, yeah. Sometimes she just shows up. She's, you know, she's the, she's the Axel Rose of this podcast. She just shows up when she feels like it. So I thought that was my job. You're the slash. I keep telling you, you're slash. Oh, okay. All right, fine. Cause it's, it's the hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, how are you fellas? Well, uh, just outstanding. Thank you. Well, that's excellent. Yeah. Middle of the week. Yeah. 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 Working for yeah. the weekend. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, anything new and exciting? In your worlds? No. Yeah, no, I, I, no not really. I know. I don't, six years I've been doing this podcast. I don't know why I keep asking that. Like one day, one day there'll be something like, yeah, no, actually I've parachuting into Prague <laughs> next weekend. And uh, so. That's a show on Netflix. Oh, wait, so is, is anybody going on a trip anytime soon? Like, nope. Steve, you must be going somewhere. Like for I vacation, am, not for like work. Like uh, you, I was going to say, I'm, I'm I'm going to Victoria for work, but that's not that exciting. Uh, Jackie and I keep talking about going someplace, you know, warm and someplace where you know the waves are lapping at the shore and there's yeah. palm trees swaying in the breeze, but we can't decide where. Uh, we well, you know I, I hear Brazil uh, trips to Brazil right now are pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. I imagine. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so you just gotta just gotta bide your time and wait for the right deal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now we're we're thinking about places like Cuba or um, uh, you know Mexico is out for right now because apparently everybody's shooting each other down there. Uh, and um, we talked oh, about yeah. uh, possibly Thailand or Bali or something like that. But uh, yeah, we haven't we haven't nailed anything down. Well, right. I need a raise. You you need a wife who's not retired. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, that would help too. Yeah. Tell her I mean, tell her to get back out there earning more income. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, hey, Ryan. Yeah, Rob. 
what are we doing today? Today we are speaking with Megan Hexamer, who has developed an app called the Accessibility Business Guide. So she's here to tell us all about this. Welcome, Megan. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for joining us. Um, taking a look into, at the app, and I got to say, like this is it's a great idea. Um, and actually, well, I'll get into it. I'll get into it later on. But um, why don't we just start out with just telling us sort of how the whole thing came about and how you got involved in 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 making this. Yeah, for sure. I'm just going to start out by uh, just saying I use she, her pronouns and I'm an able-bodied for now individual and also just acknowledge that I'm joining from Edmonton, Alberta, which is Treaty 6 territory, uh, traditional lands of many Indigenous peoples from across time. Uh, so with that, yeah, so the app, uh, I've been working in the disability field for about five or six years now. Uh, mostly doing frontline work with youth with disabilities. And we were just tired of going out to places. And once we get there, finding out that they were not accessible or you could get in the door and that was about it. Um, and I couldn't find anything out there like this. So I just decided if it's not there, we might as well make it. And with the help from them, we kind of came up with this. Great. So could you kind of maybe just walk us through a little bit of, of the use case scenario and, and how it kind of works and what it does? Absolutely. Yeah. So when you log on to the app after you've downloaded it, you can, if you share your location services, you'll find like a little icon showing where you are. And then it'll show you any businesses that are already preloaded onto the map will pop up with little symbols and you can click on any of those symbols or you can also go through the list or you can search uh, by individual cities. So it's currently only available across Canada, but we are hoping to expand soon. Um, and then if you want to, for example, leave a review for a business, you can click on that and then you will be prompted to uh, leave a review and you can choose what you wanna review based on your accessibility needs. So for example, if things like guide dog accessible or picture signage aren't pertaining to you, then you can leave them blank and they won't be included in the overall rating. But anything that you do want to review that is applicable to your situation, you can rate it out of five stars. You can leave a little note at the top kind of saying why you gave that review, what they could be doing better. And there's also options to leave a photo. And then the kind of idea is that it's going to give people with disabilities the like opportunity to navigate businesses that are accessible for their needs based on real people with lived experiences reviews and evaluations of the business and then also it's going to hopefully raise more awareness in the community and have businesses looking at ways that they can improve their accessibility um, overall. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, it's it's really interesting because I think that there's a, a real business case for this too, because, you know, for businesses that say do get featured on the app and they, they are getting good reviews, well, of course, they're going to get more customers as a result of that, um, just naturally. So it, what kind of response have you gotten from 
businesses and have you kind of been engaging with businesses as you've been developing the app? Yeah. So we just came out in November. So we're still getting up there and trying to get the word out for businesses. For the most part, businesses that I have reached out to, I would say they're interested, but the actual step forward of creating the account on the app so that they can see and respond to feedback they're hesitant to. It's free for everybody to use. So both businesses and users. So there's no cost to businesses to use it. Um, I think more just more awareness needs to be out there about how important it actually is and how many people there are with disabilities in the community that aren't maybe being able to access their business because it's not accessible. And if they had this app, then they could see where they can make improvements, of course. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess on the one hand, if I, if I put on my business hat for a moment, I mean, I guess some businesses might be hesitant because they're, they're almost afraid of there. It's, it's almost easier being in that space of, oh, well, we didn't know uh, than to actually, you know, because once, once some sort of a, an accessibility problem has been addressed um, at their location, um, that might be, you know, something that they're going to actually have to uh, address. Is that kind of the sense that you get when you sense their hesitancy or is it something else you think? I think a lot of it is businesses will be like, oh, well, we have a step up, so we're not accessible. We can't be on the map. Um, But in reality, of course, we know that that's not the only accessibility barrier out there. There's definitely other ways that they can be accessible for people with other disabilities and also the point of the app isn't that they have to be a fully accessible business to be on there. It's raising awareness about maybe certain areas where there's improvement, what's working well, and how in the future they can make adjustments to that. So I think a lot of it comes down to businesses are, I guess, yeah, worried that um, they aren't currently accessible, so they shouldn't be on there. Right. So I just want to clarify if I could so I'm totally blind. I installed the app this afternoon. And so when it brought up a list of the businesses, um, were those businesses, companies, or organizations that have already opted into the app? Or is it just finding those businesses based on my location and suggesting them? Yeah. So those ones are just based on your location. So we've just pre-populated the app with businesses across Canada for right. now, mostly in the major cities. Okay. Um, so, and then we can always add more businesses. There's a option to request a business that's not on there if you'd like to review it. Um, so yeah, so far that's just ones that are on the map um, to see which ones have been reviewed. You do have to click on the business and then it'll show you if there's a review. Right. Okay. Now, how about the community? The, how how has the response been from from them? So far, it's been really great. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people saw the need for it, so they've been really excited to hear that it's coming out. I definitely would have hoped to have more reviews out there um, already, because that's kind of that's why we created it was so that people could see other people's reviews and learn where places may be more accessible or less accessible to go to before they actually arrive. Um, 
but in terms of I've yeah I've been reaching out with some different organizations mostly in Edmonton at the moment um, and the response has been really good and people have been really excited about something like this coming out. Well yeah for sure I mean what I mean what people don't I think realize is that just how how big of a pain it can be like say if you're in a chair and you know you want to go to the pub with a, with friends um, finding a pub that you know that is going to be completely accessible for you can be a real challenge. Um, and, yeah. and unless you have experience with it, um, you nine times out of 10, you don't even really know until you show up. Absolutely. Yeah. People don't realize like how it takes like a whole more degree of planning to even think about where you want to go. If once you get there, are you going to be able to go to the bathroom? Are there going to be seats for you? Is it going to be like accessible in other ways it's going to be too sensory overload all that kind of stuff um so it just requires a whole more degree of energy to do those plans um I know when I've been places with the youth I work with we've driven like half an hour to get to a place and we find out that it's 10 steps down and just out of spite we're like well I'm gonna pick you up out of your chair and carry you down anyway just to go because (laughs) we made the trip well, what I, what I find interesting too is that now that you've kind of done this and built this out, now I'm going, you know, really, you know, Google Maps, there's, there's no reason why there isn't uh, like sort of an accessibility aspect to something like Google Maps. I mean, if you think about something, you know, Google Maps, I mean, God, you can, you can have a satellite view, you can look at people's front lawns. Um, you know, you can, a lot of restaurants, you, you can look up their menu right there on, on Google Maps, photos of the interior and stuff, but they, they've done nothing in terms of doing something like this. Um, you know, yeah, looking it's at, not like the technology isn't out there, but yeah, and put it as a priority. A hundred, a hundred percent. Um, so even the fact that, you know, and you know, I, I, it, it's one of these things where it's just like, it's, it's incredibly it's, it's incredible that you've built this, but it is sort of maddening that you've had to build this because you're absolutely right. The technology is there and Google certainly has the resources to make something like this um, really ubiquitous, but they just haven't, even after, you know, whatever, 10, 12 years of Google Maps being around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's sad that, you know, people have to live through the, struggle and then just have to come up with stuff like this on their own because big corporations aren't prioritizing it yeah you know hopefully what happens is apps like yours um gain some ground and begin to get used and then that catches the attention of something like google maps and um you know they they start to to implement some of this stuff or who knows you know what if we're building a a a fairy tale fantasy uh scenario maybe you know what, they, they, they buy your app for like $10 million and you retire. I mean, that would be nice. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. <laughs> there you go. Sure. What, what are your plans for getting more people engaged with the app to, to get more data into it? Yeah, so right now it's kind of, I work full-time and I'm also a student full-time. So there's not as much time as I would like to be able to get this into it, but just pretty much, I just go to businesses, tell them about it, hand my business card, say, 
you should join basically tell them why and how important it is and then also just getting the word out with more organizations that work within the disability community so they can spread the word and then kind of just that networking like the youth that I currently work with they've been sharing it with other people that they know and just trying to get it out that way and hope that (laughs) hope that it takes off and that we can make a difference so tell me how it happens that you sit down one day and just decide you know what I'm gonna make an app like just from a technical standpoint um, did you know anything about about building an app when you first started this um, did you did like do you have a team of people that sort of take care of the the technical aspects of it how did that all work yeah so I knew nothing <laughs> the very basic of it technology and that's it. Um, So I hired a small app development business based out of Kelowna. um, And one of the developers actually also has vision impairments himself. So I thought it was a really good fit. Um, They were quite passionate about the project. So I hired them to do all of the techie kind of stuff. And then we just worked together to do the like design part of it. And then I worked with the youth that I work with and their families and friends with disabilities to just get their input because I wanted it to, of course, be centered around people with disabilities. Um, I'm not the one with lived experience, so I want the people with lived experience to be the ones kind of putting forth how it came about. So they were kind of the ones who came up with stuff. We all came up together about like what the different options for reviewing would be like so can go through it if you want. I, we have like um, signage and media you can review. So closed captioning options, describe video options, picture signage, large print signage or braille signage and prints uh, for bathrooms. They have a universal size change tables if they have handrails, if it's accessible for a full size wheelchair and a caregiver, if it's accessible f- for a full size wheelchair without a caregiver. Uh, if there's wheelchair height sinks, if the aisles are wide enough, uh, if there's an elevator or lift, ramps, ceiling or floor lifts, accessible parking stalls, automatic doors, wheelchair height hills or checkouts, adequate lighting, uh, if it's sensory accommodating, guide dog accessible, if there was helpful staff, if their website is accessible, um, and then induction and hearing loops. Um, and then of course, there's always things that keep coming up that I'm like, oh, we should have added this in. And so I definitely want anybody to be able to provide feedback and we want to include everybody's options. So how long did the development process take? A little bit longer than I was expecting. It was supposed to be about six weeks, uh, which turned into about six months. Um, But I guess good things take time. So that's right. It's like kitchen renovations. (laughs) yeah that's right so uh yeah so I started kind of the whole process in April of 2022 and then the app officially came out on both the iOS and uh Android app stores in early November well and and so is it and you're still actively developing it or is it in a place now where you're like okay well we can kind of ease up on the on the development and sort of lean into marketing yeah so the development besides like little tweaks here and there that pop up um for the most part the it's 
we'll say stable for now. Right. <laughs> of course, I keep coming up with new things. I'm like, oh, we should do this. Um, but for now, we're keeping it as is. And then um, we'll always add on when that comes to it. But yeah, so it's more in the stages of getting the word out there and getting businesses and reviews onto the app now. Well, I mean, I have to say that, you know, I think one of the really great things about the app that's sort of a, a, something that's probably not necessarily intended, um, but is incredibly valuable is just the education factor. Um, like even when you were going down that list of, of things that would would make a, a venue accessible, there are, there are like three or four things that I had never thought of. And, you know, we've been doing this podcast for, you know, six years and I've been, I've worked in the assistive technology field for, for many more than that. Um, and, you know, even I was like, oh yeah, geez, I, I, I hadn't thought of that. So I, I'm sure for businesses, a big majority of businesses, I mean, they look at accessibility and they go, okay, well, we've got a ramp. And, you know, we've got, we've got large doors on the bathroom. We're, we're compliant, um, with exactly. our, you know, you know, and they have no idea of, of all the other things, um, that, that would, would make their venue more accessible. So, you know, it's really a win-win for everybody. I think that it's just, you know, the tricky part is just to get the, the businesses to sort of on board and get them to really kind of embrace some of this stuff. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's definitely not an exhaustive list either of ways to make a business accessible but <laughs> it's ever growing but um yeah I think once hopefully once a few businesses are on there it'll kind of they'll maybe share the word and let other people know about how effective it is and hopefully it just spreads from there and can get lots of reviews and people can navigate communities better it's it's actually incredibly valuable data for for a business um because if you know if they're seeing reviews coming in being like you know like yeah look i was um you know i'm i'm blind and i really wanted to to come to the restaurant but you had no braille signage there was no braille menu um and they see that you know that's not necessarily a high cost fix for them to do to address and and to solve the problem and, and maybe get more business. I mean, at the end of the day, um, they're going to benefit from the data that that's going to come in. I think that just the word accessibility just kind of scares them sometimes. Yeah, I think definitely. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Before I got into the field, I would have been scared by it too, probably. Um, so that's just uh, a big part of having to get the education out there. And yeah hopefully not scare people away. Yeah. Well, how many conversations have we had where, you know, a, a business will say, well, I don't have people with disabilities come to my, you know, my building. I don't have people in a wheelchair come in. Well, it's because you've got stairs leading up to your door. Right? Yeah. So Why they're not going to come exactly. in. Yeah. So this would be like Yelp for the disabled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, but, but it's also like, you know, but on the other side of it, it's an incredibly valuable resource for, you know, if somebody does want to go to the, yeah. to a pub and they, that way they know what they're getting into before they spend the time and the effort getting to that venue and, and realizing, you know, just what they're in store for. Um, because, and really like shame on, shame on Google. Like, honestly, this is something that <laughs> honestly, like this Apple is Apple has that, a maps program too. You don't just dump on Google. Okay. That's right. Well, listen, I have a Google phone, so <laughs> I, I trust me. I love Google. 
Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, you're right. I mean, Apple Maps, yeah, same thing. Like all of these map services, you're, you're so right, Megan. That you know, the technology is there. That's the frustrating part about this because it's just fields and forms, and it, it's just more data to collect. And they could easily implement a lot of this stuff. Um, I'm into it. There, there's just there's no reason that you know you had to go out and create this from the ground up. I mean, I think it's again, it's great that you did. But it's yeah, it, it's it's frustrating to think that they certainly have the resources and the money to throw at this to to really to really build this out. It's sad that it's well, twenty twenty three now, and it's not yeah not on the forefront of many people's minds. But but as you were saying, Ryan, um, how many times like have we called businesses with the youth I work with and checked if it's accessible, and they're like, yeah. And then we show up and like, well, this is, yeah. but there needs yeah. to be a lot more work out there. That's yeah. Or the bathroom certain. bathroom may be wide enough, but the door's too heavy to push open, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All or so are... many times we've gone and the bathroom's big enough for a chair, but if you need, if you need the support staff, you have to go with the bathroom door open because you can't fit the chair and oh, the people in. So it's just, yeah. So other than adding more businesses and educating businesses and the public about the app and its potential, what, where would you like to see the app go? Because I can already think of, you know, there's an app out there. I believe it's called Menus for All. There's Access Now. There's, you know, all these multitude of apps that, you know, at some point may be able to link together and share data. Are, that, are those part of your plans going forward? Yeah, that would be like, that would be ideal for sure. So when I kind of started this all, I couldn't find any apps out there like that. Now, right. of course, after all this time, I'm like, oh, I hear about this one and this one. And so to me, I would 100% be open to collaborating and sharing data and all that because my goal here is just to well, to make communities more accessible. So whatever right. way we can do that, that's um, amazing. Um, also expanding outside of Canada, uh, for sure. I would love to see us do. There's just different rules for like app on app stores and the privacy policies and everything. So got to do like the technical stuff with the lawyer with all that. But uh, right. oh, man. you can get expand that way. Um, yeah, that's kind of short to medium term yeah right <laughs> term sites yeah. and then we're also hoping to um start up like a little bit of a blog on the website um that we just just got finalized the website um so yeah have a little blog like about um to be able to hire people with lived experience to share um whatever they want to share about and have other people be able to read it and then yeah that's kind of another thing we have in the works for now so you're looking for people to contribute to the blog do you have a, a pool of beta testers or a community working on the app or testing the app um just kind of like my friends and the people i work with right. <laughs> i'm trying to just like um they're kind of the ones that have gone through and checked the app um, I have a friend who's blind and she went through and kind of did a little test for me to see if 
it met her standards of using um, her accessibility features on her phone. But of course, what works for her might not work for everyone else. So sure. always open to feedback. Um, but yeah, in terms of the blog and stuff, really anybody who's interested in contributing um, for us is just important to um, definitely make sure that anybody that is contributing is getting like compensated. They don't want people to feel like they're having to put their valuable information out there and not be fairly compensated as they should be. Cause I know that a lot of people in the disability community and other minority groups definitely get asked to <laughs> share their insight and not always be fairly compensated for it. So that's just one thing that it's just important to us to make sure everybody's compensated for their knowledge. Right. Okay. Well, so speaking of that, um, if people are interested um, in, in both the app, in, in terms of helping you test it, spread the word, contribute to the blog, what's the best way that, that they can sort of get in touch with you? Yeah, so they can either reach out. We have our Instagram page, which is AccessibilityBG. And then our website that is up and running now and hopefully has no <laughs> little bugs or anything um, is also has a little box where you can hop on and put your information if you want to be either collaborate in any kind of way or uh, be a contributor to the blog. So there's, and that'll just come directly through to our email and then we can have a conversation further about that. Awesome. And if they're searching on the, uh, it's, it's, uh, this is for iOS and Android, correct? Yes. Perfect. So if they're, they're on, if they're given stores, um, what can they search for to, to find the app? Yeah. So it's access ability. So A C C E S S and then capital A B I L I T Y business guide, both on the Apple and Android, uh, Samsung stores there. Um, well, listen, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking about the app. Best of luck with it. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome, Megan. Okay, well, have a good night. Yeah, you guys as well. Thanks okay. so much. All righty. Ciao. Take care. Do you guys remember we talked to somebody? There was a, I think, I think there were a brother and sister, and they were in the UK and they were doing something similar to this. Um, this would have been like maybe in the first year of the podcast. Um, yeah, I remember something along these lines too. Right? Yeah, yeah. they were they yeah. were doing something that that was similar. I don't know if they were, they were just kind of doing pubs or something, or or maybe it was the same same kind of idea where it was it was all businesses. But um, was it was it travel? Yeah, it was something like that. Jesus, I don't remember. See, here's the problem: like we're we're getting old and crotchety, and we can't remember after all. <laughs> that's why our that's why our website has a search engine built in. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Heck, yeah, that that it was. I remember it was really early on. I remember thinking, yeah, this is a really great idea. And so I'm just thinking, like, that was six years ago. Like, God, why, you know, why doesn't Google have something like this? Like this, it seems ridiculous that, you know, you can you can zoom in with satellite view and check out, you know, the, you know, the garden gnomes on somebody's front lawn. Um, but you can't, you know, there's, there's no field where, you know, you can tell whether or not a, a pub has an accessible bathroom. Yeah. 
it's a real oversight. And again, you know, I think it's, it's probably just one of these things where just, they didn't, they haven't thought of it. Like accessibility just isn't at the top of. Well, they didn't have to think about it. There was no accessible Canada act. There was no accessible BC act. Alberta is coming on board. Saskatchewan's coming on board. Accessibility is at the forefront of people's minds now and businesses are going to have to start taking notice. Yeah. But what worries me is that, you know, compliance, you know, the, the list of things that would make a venue really super accessible is very different than compliance. Oh, for sure. Like yes. Compliance and is a pretty low bar, to be honest. Yes. Yes. It's broad strokes is what compliance is. Right. Whereas what we're talking about with, with Megan's app is, um, you know, venues that actually have not only, you know, you can not only get into the venue, but it's also a pleasant, accessible experience from start to front. Um, anything else to say about any of that before we get the hell out of here? Nope. Everybody okay. go download the app. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Start I mean, yep. yeah, I mean, this Start is leaving your reviews. The, the other great thing about the app is that it's community driven. So mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be as good as the data that the community puts into it. So yeah, get going, get the app, start plugging stuff in. Um, Hey, Ryan. Yeah, Rob. I had to think about that for a second. Wait, did I go to the right person? Uh, <laughs> no, but she's not here. <laughs> so I know this is so 20, 2021. Um, where can people find us? They can find us at atbanter.com. Hey, they can also drop us an email if they so desire at cowbell at atbanter.com. And if you're one of those internet addicted people, you can find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Twitter. No, Twitter. not Twitter. Twitter. Can't find us Twitter. on Twitter. Can't find Twitter. us on Instagram. We haven't posted there in six years. Well, they can find us on there. What are you talking about? They can find hey, us. I didn't, I didn't say we were good at social media. There's, listen, there's we're a on social media. There's a difference. There's a lovely picture uh, on our Instagram feed of us having breakfast at that uh, ABC restaurant. That's like six days. years ago. Yeah. Wow. It's lovely. It's we, lovely. We all had more hair. Um, wow. That's right. You can see Ryan stuffing his face with pancakes. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's it. That is it. That's All right. Do it. That Toot to is, Yeah, that is. Whoa, what was that? Toot. Toot to Fenir. What is that? Polish? What is that? No, it's it's like really bad French. Oh, really? Toot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. can't believe I have a French last name. Um, oh, same here. Toot, toot, la f what was it? Toot finale? <laughs> toot fromage? <laughs> toot to finir, it's all finished. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. I love it. Uh, that is going to about do it for us this week. Uh, of course, big thanks to Megan for joining us, and we will see everybody next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H.com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. 
For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com.